0: What if you could lose weight without counting calories or setting foot in a gym? What if you could cut food cravings while still eating your favorite foods? What if you could stop all the mind chatter you currently have around food and hunger? These what ifs are reality for people who make intermittent fasting, or IF, part of their everyday lives. Welcome to the What If Diet Plan Podcast, hosted by me, Alexis Cano. I'm a full time working mother of three little boys who has finally discovered a simple solution to a very frustrating problem for so many people. I rediscovered IF in 2018 and adapted it to my personal lifestyle, which allowed me to regain my health and lose 50 pounds without sacrificing myself in the process. My goal is to help other busy women realize that they are not alone in their food and weight struggles and to provide some tools and tips you can use to begin transforming your body and mind today through intermittent fasting too. Please keep in mind that I am not a medical professional or therapist, so the information shared on this podcast should not be taken as medical or therapeutic advice. Please be sure to consult and work with your physician and therapist before following any new dietary plan. So with that, let's get started. Hi friends. Welcome back to the What If Diet Plan podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is Alexis Cano and I'm so glad to be speaking with you today. In this week's episode, I want to talk about how we can start becoming a new version of ourselves. And I believe the first step in this process is deciding who you want to become. Now, when I talk about deciding who you want to become, I'm not just talking about your job title or a descriptive label of what you do daily, but I'm talking about all aspects of your life. What does this new version of yourself do first thing in the morning? How do they carry themselves? How do they walk, move, and dress? Uh, What kind of habits do they perform daily? How does their environment, their home, their office, the interior of their car, look and feel? How do they react in certain situations? What are their best qualities? Are they funny, charming, helpful, a respected authority figure? What do others appreciate about them? I mean, really, the sky is the limit when it comes to deciding who you want to become. Now, as I was writing my notes for this episode, I couldn't help but be reminded of the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's a long-standing classic for good reason. And if you haven't read it yet, well, I can't recommend it enough. So, in his book, Stephen Covey invites us to take part in a visualization exercise where we attend our own funeral. We see our loved ones mourning our death. We can see the flowers in the funeral home and the funeral home filling up with people. And of course, we see ourselves in the casket as people walk by and pay their respects. Kind of morbid, I know, (laughs) but this exercise requires us to think about how we want to be remembered in the end. What kind of spouse, friend, parent, coworker, community member would we want others to describe us as? And what kind of legacy do we want to leave our loved ones when we leave this world? The point of this in-depth exercise is to direct the reader to habit number two of highly affected people, which is to begin with the end in mind. And in relation to deciding on who you want to become, you can ask yourself, what attributes, beliefs, and behaviors would the person you want to become have? Or perform? Would they believe that eating healthy is difficult? Or does it come naturally to them? Would they be excited to get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym every day? Or do they prefer to take part in other forms of physical activity? Do they stay up until midnight watching Netflix every night? Or are they in bed by 10 p.m.? Do they make their bed in the morning? Or leave it unmade? Do they play on their phone or watch TV or read a book when they get home from work? What kind of mannerisms do they have? Are they shy or confident when they react with others? When I go through this process of deciding who I want to become, I mentally envision myself a year from now and write down all the details that I can think of about my new self. For example, when I was in the process of pushing my fasting window back, I would imagine myself so engrossed and focused on my work that it would be time to eat before I even knew it. I also mentally practiced politely declining food that was offered to me during my fasting window and what I would say about intermittent fasting if asked. I envisioned myself being excited to take my kids to football practice while walking my dogs and de-stressing while listening to audiobooks. I also mentally practiced mindfully eating and leaving food on my plate when I was satisfied instead of overstuffed, and I practiced what I wanted to believe about myself and how I would feel about that new version of myself. In a nutshell, I was practicing some basic visualization exercises, which numerous studies have shown to be effective in improving people's abilities in sports, music, physical therapy, and a myriad of other practices. It might feel strange at first to use your imagination to decide who you want to become, and it does take practice and some mental effort, but it's a great way to shift your brain towards new possibilities for your life much like asking yourself, what if? I also find it helpful to get your visualizations out on paper. Whether it's drawing a self portrait of who you want to become, or writing down a list of attributes that your future self has, or creating a colorful piece of abstract art that represents your future self. Getting your mental imagery onto paper is a great way to keep focused on your future goals. You may even want to hang your list or artwork somewhere you can see it every day. As a reminder of who you want to become in the future. Personally, I like to store my writings and drawings away, then pull them out every few months to see what has come to fruition since then. So, once you decide on some new attributes, beliefs, and behaviors that you imagine your new self to have, ask yourself whether your current beliefs and behaviors align with them. If not, what can you do now to change your current beliefs or behaviors so they do begin to align with the ones that you envision for your future self. This leads me back to that second habit mentioned by Stephen Covey, which is begin with the end in mind. He goes on to say, to begin with the end in mind means to start with a clear understanding of your destination. It means to know where you're going so that you better understand where you are now, and so that the steps you take are always in the right direction. So, By comparing your current attributes, beliefs, and behaviors to those of who you want to become in the future, you can make small changes as needed to get closer to your goals. Using myself as an example, I decided that I wanted my future self to have a healthy relationship with all foods. She would not label foods as good or bad, healthy or unhealthy. She would naturally gravitate towards more natural foods that nourished her body and gave her energy but she would not cut out foods that are typically labeled as unhealthy. Instead, she would eat these foods sparingly and take her time savoring and enjoying each bite. When I asked myself whether my current beliefs and behaviors aligned with what I wanted for my future self, I found some areas where they didn't. First of all, I still mentally labeled food as good or bad, which I could see in how I spoke about them. I would say phrases like, oh, I was so bad this weekend, or you know what? I've been good all week. I deserve to splurge on Friday. I also use the phrase cheat meal quite often. While these phrases may sound harmless, they indeed tell us how our brain thinks about the foods that we're eating, which ultimately impacts our behavior towards them too. I noticed that by thinking of pizza as a splurge, I was treating it like some sinful indulgence that I had to scarf down while binge watching TV and then just be prepared to feel like crap the next day. But I decided that these beliefs and behaviors definitely did not align with who I wanted to become. I wanted my future self to view pizza as any other food and consume and enjoy it in the same way. So to get started with changing my beliefs and behaviors around eating pizza for dinner on Fridays, I first decided to slow down my eating and chew and savor each bite. I also decided to stop eating 10 to 15 minutes after finishing half my usual portion, then continue eating afterwards if I was still hungry. There were also a few times that I decided to eat at the dinner table instead of in front of the TV, because I noticed that I was eating much faster and more mindlessly when I was in front of the TV versus the dinner table. So after practicing these new behaviors a few times, and really taking my time to savor and enjoy my usual alfredo pizza with sausage and spinach, I found eating it less and less enjoyable. And after letting it sit for 10 minutes, I definitely didn't feel like savoring it. I even tried zhuzhing it up with some seasoned olive oil, which helped, but then I realized that I actually liked dipping the crust in the olive oil more than I did the actual pizza. Since I no longer believe that pizza was indulgent and I was taking my time to truly savor it, I realized that I really didn't care for the pizza as much as I thought I did. What I really enjoyed was the idea of splurging on something indulgent and being gluttonous while watching my favorite TV show after a long day at work. After a few months, I stopped ordering my usual pizza altogether because it wasn't getting eaten and I'd have leftovers from the week before. And I didn't cut it out of my life because it was bad or unhealthy, I just genuinely didn't care for it anymore, at least not this kind of pizza. Now take me to a brick oven pizza joint and I will savor and enjoy the heck out of it. (laughs) But anyway, these new beliefs and behaviors definitely aligned with who I wanted to become, but it did take some time and gradual changes to get there. Fortunately though, these new beliefs and behaviors have now become my new normal. So if you're ready to become a new version of yourself, first decide on who you want to become. How do you want to look, act, feel? believe and behave a year from now? Do you want to be a social butterfly who gets invited to every party? Or do you want to be a homebody who takes time for themselves and is in bed by 9pm? Do you want to become an activist who uses their voice to empower others and make a change in the world? Or do you want to focus on creating a happy, healthy home environment for your family? Maybe you want both. Use your imagination to visualize who you want to become. Imagine how you want to dress, how you want to carry yourself, how you want your personal space to look and feel. Imagine how you want to interact with others, how you want others to perceive you. What kind of spouse, parent, friend, co-worker, boss, community member do you want to be? As mentioned earlier, you may even want to draw a future self-portrait or a scene of you accomplishing a future goal. You can also create a list of attributes you want to have or goals that you want to achieve by next year. Then review your wants for your future self and ask yourself whether your current beliefs and behaviors align with who you want to become. Does binge watching Netflix for an entire weekend align with your future self? If you're currently a workaholic who doesn't take time to unwind, it might. But if you want to become a marathon runner by next year, then it may not. How does your future self spend their free time? And if your current beliefs and behaviors don't align with who you want to become, then how can you begin changing them now to move more into alignment with your desired future? And finally, as you begin making these changes in your beliefs and behaviors to get closer to your future self, remember to give yourself plenty of time and grace. Most likely, you've been practicing your current beliefs and behaviors for several years, or possibly your whole life. So it's unrealistic to expect yourself to change overnight. Besides, the great thing about deciding who you want to become is that you can always make changes and decisions along the way. And before you know it, you will become a newer, more evolved version of yourself without even realizing it. Well, that's what I have for you this week, friends. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please be sure to subscribe and share with a friend. You can also leave an honest review through your preferred podcast app to make it easier for other listeners to discover. If you're interested in learning more about me or the What If Diet Plan, you can visit me at www.thewhatifdietplan.com where you can see a free preview of my book as well as before and after photos of me throughout my weight loss. Weight gain, weight loss, weight gain roller coaster ride of a journey before I discovered IF in 2018. Please remember to celebrate your small wins and keep asking yourself good what if questions. Until next time, take care and we'll connect again soon.